$200, a Super Nintendo setup costs twice as much as the old system. For the money, the company promises better pictures, sound, and adventure. Now you're playing with power, super power. You're the king, I tell you! You're listening to the SNES broadcast with your hosts, Soul Blazer and George. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Super NES Podcast, episode number 103, coming at you this time. Uh, I am Greg, joined by always by George. Groovy. Yes, gnarly for sure. This is a throwback game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is a game that screams 90s to me. I'm not sure about you, but... <laughs> it screams something. Or maybe that was just me screaming. I don't know. <laughs> you may be the person I know like, who like, actually like this game. Because this game's gotten... This game's gotten like, a lot of like love and praise over the years. So, uh, But we will get into it. <laughs> We'll uh, get into something, all right. <laughs> uh, we are doing another Patreon, uh, a Patreon uh, supporter pick this time. Uh, Chad, one of our Patreon backers, who previously had picked um, Lemmings for us to cover, uh, had our second game. Uh, we offered him a second game because we discontinued the the highest, the highest tier that we had that they originally originally had on the originally had on the Patreon. So as a consolation prize, we got him, we got him to pick a second game, and, and he came us. Uh, with the Earthworm Jim, which is the first game of franchise uh, that is a technically it's a run and gun platformer game, uh, though it does have some other stage aspects to it, which we'll get into as the game. Let um, me talk about the game, uh, which so it was developed uh, by Shining Entertainment, published by Play- Playmates Interactive in, uh, 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 in North America and Virgin in Europe back in 1995. Um, this is a game I had always known about. I played the game a little bit on the PlayStation version. Uh, sorry, PlayStation. Uh, was it PlayStation? Uh, no, it wasn't. Um, uh, George and I were talking. To, George and I were talking PlayStation before we started recording. So I got still on the brain here. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, the Windows, the Windows version of the game, uh, 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 a couple years after it came out at a friend's house. So that's my so so that's my like one exposure like to the game until we started playing it for the podcast. And I'm guessing from George's tone, he has never played this game before until now. I I probably tried to stay away from it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you yeah because yeah because yeah because you yeah because you're not a huge uh, uh, platformer fan, are you? <laughs> this is not my type of game. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, the game the game the the game certainly has a very rich history to it, uh, which is actually like, pretty interesting. Um, We'll talk a little bit about both the developer and the publisher because uh, publisher because we haven't talked about either of these companies before in the past. Uh, Shiny Entertainment has a pretty good, um, you know, had a pretty good track record uh, for their relatively short period of time. Uh, uh, short period of time, um, you know, they were like making games. Uh, uh, it was going back in 1993, um, and they had their uh, uh, they immediately signed their publishing contract with Playmates, which is why Playmates published. Um, uh, published published most of their games uh, like the in North America, and their playing um, and their very first game was actually Earthworm Jim. So like the first game, that's pretty good. Uh, they also went on to develop the sequel, the, the, the uh, um, 
the sequel like they also developed uh the 3d action game like mdk have you heard about that game george yes i have yeah so um they also made wild nine messiah sacrifice uh some games based off the terminator uh, so terminator matrix series and the last game was the golden compass 2007 um they then they then 2007 were merged with foundation nine to form like from a new company double helix games uh, uh um uh to which developed Sound Hill Homecoming, uh, Front Mission Evolved, uh, G.I. Joe, The Silver Rise of Cobra, Battleship, uh, the new Killer Instinct game, Strider, and a game called UFOs Love Cows. I have no idea. What? <laughs> what? I have no idea. Don't ask. I Well, I just did. <laughs> Too late. Um, oh, jeez. What? And they're actually, and they're actually, and they're actually now owned by Amazon. Um, I, I didn't know Amazon had purchased. Really? Yeah, I, I didn't know Amazon had purchased. Amazon had purchased any video game companies. They did. So but, interesting. Uh, yes. So pretty good track record for the uh, um of uh, go over the years. Uh, most of their games were at least at least received middling reviews, if not like not like uh, great reviews. So um and Playmates, like you know what Playmates is, uh, right? Uh, Playmates is a huge toy company. Uh, yes. Um, you know like whole bunch of uh, um, uh, 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 they mostly make like uh, toys based off uh, based off of big licenses uh, right uh, action figures cars that kind of stuff so um, I, yeah. I prefer car action figures car action figures are pretty cool transformers <laughs> go bots the like so yep yes <laughs> yeah this was yeah this yeah yes yes during time yeah this, yeah, this is during a time like in the nineties when a lot of companies were getting involved in video games, at least you know, at least publishing them. So Playmates figured I figured like figured that'd be profitable to publish games. So Yeah, video games are still seen as toys in this era. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, uh, but their contract their publishing contract was only for North America. Uh, Virgin Interactive handled the publishing of Earthworm Jim like in Europe, as I mentioned uh, previously. Uh, because Virgin was a much more bigger company in Europe during this time period. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, Earthworm Jim was a very popular game, so it got ported in every, uh, got ported, uh, uh, ported numerous systems, uh, including newer ones. Yes. Yep. Yes. Uh, the actual first version of the game to come out, even though they were developed at the same time, the Genesis version of the game came out first. The, 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 the Genesis version came out in came out in August. The Super NES version got released two months later, like in October. Um, hmm. Later on, later on, later on, ports of the game also appeared on the like also appeared on the, like also appeared on the Game Boy, uh, the Sega Game Gear, the Sega CD, uh, DOS, Windows ninety five, um, and the GBA. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, and there was also a remake of the game that was done in two thousand ten by a company called GameLoft. Uh, uh, GameLoft's a pretty good company. Uh, I mean, I've enjoyed like some of their games over the years. Uh, uh, they got the rights to. They got the rights to the franchise. They published a high definition remake, uh, like a remake, a remake uh, like the PS3 and Xbox 360 card, like like Earthworm Jim uh, HD. And you're uh, telling me they didn't remake Earthworm Jim 64? Why is that? <laughs> There's a reason for that. <laughs> uh, Nobody has fond memories of that one. <laughs> why not? So, uh, I've not played Earthworm Jim HD, but I looked at some video on YouTube. It looks pretty good. Um, uh, I heard, um, you know, I've heard mixed things about the game. 
Uh, I said people like enjoyed the, uh, the changes and said people didn't, but... Yeah, I've uh, heard complaints about it, but I I feel like people on the uh, surface level, they, I feel like people wouldn't really have a real issue with it. It's sure it's, it's slightly different or whatever, but... Right, yeah. It's whatever. Yeah. So... Yeah, so uh, Playmate Toys actually was the one who came up with the idea of uh, uh, I just remember who came up with uh, came up with the idea for from Jim's. Uh, they were having huge success during this time period, like the license for Teenage Mutant, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, stuff. Um, and it's like they wanted to like they wanted to build off of that. They wanted to make a franchise that was somewhat similar to that in some ways, but also different enough so not to have any problems. Um, so they. Like so, Flex like, TMT was a direct inspiration for from Jim. So uh, curiously enough, so was the Sonic Hedgehog series. Uh, really? Yeah, they definitely wanted to. Um, th- uh, they wanted to make a game that was played a little bit kind of like uh, Sonic, uh, and kind of start the franchise off of the video game, and then like put it into other stuff with like toys and toys and whatnot uh, later on. To, uh, later on the uh, later on afterwards, uh, Flex was like success. Flex was like. Uh, like if it did well. So the company, so it's like somebody came up with an idea of an earthworm and they gave it to Shiny, uh, and Shiny from there like took the idea like around with it. So, um, so, and you know, Shiny was told they could pretty much go nuts with the game and they did, uh, because the whole, it atm- looks like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the whole atmosphere, world, characters, etc. Um, and you know, Shiny said like, you know, we always, you know, we always had been restricted in the past to doing licensed games. And this still, I, and this still holds very true, like very true, like to this like day and age. Back then, uh, probably more so now, but especially back then, companies, most most developers, their bread and butter was licensed games. They were given a license, uh, license, license, license. Like they were told an idea from a like big company like uh, Disney or like uh, Nintendo or whatnot, and said, oh, "Here, make a game based off this character or like this idea," and that's what they did. And you know that brings in that brings in the money that the money that keeps the you know that kind of work that keeps the doors open, but but your but your but your creativity is stymied by that because there's really only so much you can do with it because it's a license. Um, you can't veer too much off the beaten path with, 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 with like that or risk offending the, like Disney or whoever or like whoever like has the rights to the uh, the characters. So uh, when a developer is given the chance to be able to go off on their own and actually make something like their own like a passion project and not be and not be and not be constrained by any kind of license, uh, they can go pretty nuts. And Earthworm Jim's is like a pretty good example of that. Yep. So and this is still and this is still true nowadays too. Probably like more so true like nowadays. Uh, you know, like so many companies like you know like uh, just like just like put out license license stuff just to make money. And, you know, keep the doors open. I mean, look at the the Metal Gear Solid series. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's completely nuts. <laughs> So, um, I definitely could see inspiration from TMT and Sonic and Sonic playing this game. Uh, there definitely are there's, there's certain elements for, like elements like elements like elements like most things I can see in this game. So it kind of makes sense that you know that they kind of were um, you know like inspired by those uh, uh, franchises. Yeah. Um, the Super NES version is pretty similar, like, like pretty similar, pretty similar, like, like, like Genesis version. Um, the graphics are slightly altered. Um, like, uh, they're a little bit better, I think. Um, but that's just a matter of, like, personal taste, I think. Uh, there, uh, there are some, there are some slight noticeable differences in the graphics of between the two versions of the game. 
Um, curiously enough, some sound effects are missing from the Super NES version of the game that the Genesis version of the game had. Um, I don't. I didn't know that. Yeah, why? I have no idea. Um, it's yeah, also, SNES can't handle the power of the Genesis. Um, <laughs> it's also the Super NES version. Also, the Super NES version also has like also uh, uh, is also missing one level. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's uh, kind of bad. The Gen- yeah, the Genesis version of the game is one extra bonus level, and and Chinese said that by Chinese said that uh, that level was removed because that level used certain uh, certain hardware elements the Genesis could do easier than Super NES could. Oh. So. Uh, so so what I said was right. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, um, so this, this, the Sega CD version of the game, uh, was also, like, was also, like, was also a pretty significant upgrade, uh, upgrade, like, to the cart version of the game. Uh, like, had new level, uh, some of the levels had extended sections to them, the, the soundtrack was totally redone, like, in CD format. Uh, there was also, like, extra, there was, there was also an extra, uh, fr- uh there was also, there was also extra, uh, frames of animation added, like, over a thousand frames, apparently. So, uh, um, again, the Sega CD version kind of sounds like uh, the, Sega CD, the Sega CD, the CD version kind of sounds like the version of the game to own, as far as like the you know probably like the best version of the game, um, because because the extra stuff that was on there, uh, obviously, uh, obviously the handheld versions of the game were kind of like wore down a little bit because of the small cart size, uh, but the uh, but the MS DOS and Windows version of the game is pretty similar like the Sega CD and Genesis version of the, of the game. Uh, the GBA version, however, was done by a company called Dink. Uh, the, uh, uh, the GBA version was done by a company called Game Titan, which is pretty much supposed to, and it was supposed to be a poor Super NES version, but they did a pretty terrible job with it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I've never, I, I haven't even bothered with that. Yeah, for the mind, Oof. Uh, people, Oof. people bash the poor, uh, bash that version of the game horribly because it ran. Is that the only game they've done, or no? No, they did others. They just simply. They 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 just totally they, they totally dropped the ball uh, on the game for whatever reason. Was this because. the first one they've done? I don't know. I, I didn't research the company, so I can't. Okay. Um, uh, but this version of the game apparently like ran very poorly, had poor animation, missing details, and some buggy sounds. So that's uh, considering that the GBA is essentially a super souped up super NES. <laughs> uh, 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 yes and no, but essentially it's like. But I, I, I think it's like more powerful or whatever. Oh, it's definitely like, powerful. It's just it, it's ridiculous how you couldn't even even with the power you couldn't even just make something decent. That's that's sad. It sounds like <laughs> they didn't even try. Uh, um, and if, if you want to play the original versions of the game, uh, uh, the Genesis uh, the Genesis version was available on the Wii Virtual Console. Uh, 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 like for a while, um, and too DOS, bad you can't get it now. Well, the DOS version—you uh, could probably pirate yeah, a version yeah. and put it on the Wii. Uh, the DOS version, however, is still available on GOG and Steam. Really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. It's, yep, it's just a straight, and it's just a pretty much straight port, uh, a straight port sixteen-bit version. Like, um, you know, and since and since again, Curious and I were talking about uh, DOS box before the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. <laughs> uh, I'm sure everyone's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, there. There, there was a version of the game that was playing up the Jaguar, 
uh, both the Jaguar and the Jaguar CD. It got pretty far along. I've uh, never got finished because the like finished because the guy who was developing the port uh, quit the company. Uh, is that game out on the internet now, or is it gone forever? Uh, it's unfortunately yeah, yeah it's unfortunately lost. It looks like oh, um, that stinks. Well, it may still exist in some form. Uh, people, people, pe- people. Yeah, probably in some company's basement <laughs> that they haven't, that nobody's even touched in twenty years or something. You know. Well, the, so the other version of the game was shown off a trade show uh, before the game got canceled. Uh, okay. Uh, all apparently existed up at that point was just like basic character animations. Uh, they're, they're, uh, the, the, uh, uh, the game probably. Based upon this, I'm guessing the game's probably the, the guessing. I'm guessing, I'm guessing the game's probably probably only about like maybe 30 50 percent done. Um, but that source code is currently lost. It may still be interesting to take yeah. a look at. I, I like yeah. looking at unfinished games oh, or yeah, here, unreleased so. games or whatever. Yeah. Oh. Yep. So, uh, so it probably lost. Um, maybe one day it might be found. Uh, lost so. but not forgotten. <laughs> right. Um, it's actually uh, hidden in the uh, tomb of the unknown soldier. <laughs> uh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> so, our right, throw gem at its surface. It, it's like it's your basic platformer game with some very, like you know, like funky uh, characters and gameplay concepts. I would say um, that they're groovy. Groovy, yes. <laughs> uh, groovy. The game has seven levels. Uh, there's also uh, the, uh, there's also three bonus and hidden uh, like hidden levels, uh, like in the game as well. Also, uh, which are shorter than the regular like levels of the game. Um, the game the, the game's length is pretty average for a platformer game. Uh, the uh, the complete the complete flavor good the game like complete the whole game in about an hour. Yep, so, that sounds about right. Uh, so, uh, so it's not like an overly overly long game. Um, the story is really funky and kind of, um, kind of like out there. Definitely something like you, you know, you get the kind of story you can imagine, like made up by three guys who are like operating like four hours of sleep trying to come up with, uh, with some kind of like you know like sure let's go with four hours of sleep yeah that's what it is yep <laughs> you know a crazy idea for a plot um, <laughs> essentially 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 Jim is an earthworm who's been given special powers to like save the planet yeah he uh, gets this suit yeah so yeah. Um, so, yeah, so you could, like, so, like, to so go around the game as this, like, as this, like, funky-looking character, uh, he looks kind of like a bodybuilder, except the head is, like, obviously kind of weirdly shaped, uh... Well, I mean, he's literally an earthworm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's okay. an earthworm in this weird suit that is also, like, the body of somebody or something, I don't know, <laughs> but it's really weird but he's also right. super buff right but funny enough you never punch anybody or anything you just use yourself as a weapon or you use the gun obviously but right yeah yeah, yeah. it's weird didn't he didn't have to be so buff then huh well yep and besides the blast yep so besides the blaster like besides the blaster you also uh he also uh, he also he also takes a page from simon like Simon belmont that has a whip uh which he both use a weapon like an awesome spice from hooks uh, yeah, it's a, it's like a, it's like a multi-tool he's got there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Except so. he is the multi-tool. <laughs> oh no, this is just like, uh, this is like when uh, Microsoft brought out the Connect. You are the controller. He <laughs> is the multi-tool. Oh no. 
Yeah. I don't so, know what kind of connection I'm making. Just go on. <laughs> so uh, having two weapons is pretty good because most platformer games, like, you only have like, one weapon to use. So, so I do like the fact they have like, two weapons here. Yeah. Uh, so because certain because certain obstacles, certain us. Because certain obstacles and enemies, you have to you have to use like one weapon. You have to use like one weapon. You have to use like one weapon. One weapon like the other set of to advance. So, um, um, so yeah. So he's like so. So your like your task to go through the stages, trying to avoid enemies. Um, this is this is this is one of those like uh one of those like one hit you're dead games, unfortunately. But uh, I certainly would appreciate like I. How what are you talking like about? That. Oh, sorry. <laughs> One hitting, you're dead. Where'd you get that from? Well, in, well some you of have the a health areas, bar or a health meter or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's like uh, I probably just said like certain enemies can do like one hit deaths. Um, okay, yeah, but, that uh, makes sense. Yeah, the hit, the hit percentage is rushed to the top of the screen as it, like a percentage. So um, you collect like atoms or something to heal yourself. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is very interesting. Uh, your lives. Your variable lives is also shown. Your variable lives also shown. It's also shown in the corner, to the corner of the screen, with a very funky-looking earthworm reflect that. <laughs> it's it's very strange to look at. Um, yeah, it's most, just an earthworm. What's wrong with being yeah. an earthworm? Yeah, mostly horizontal action. There's some verticals. Uh, you know, there are some stages that require some like vertical action. Um, and each play changes the boss in it. So. Uh, again, pretty standard, uh, 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 like pretty standard um, design as far as the overall game. I mean, there's a, there's a there's a bunch of levels that are actually pretty creative because. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, it, it you know there 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 could be one developer that's like, oh yeah, he's just an earthworm, blah blah blah. This developer was like, yeah, but he also can you, he can use himself as a whip, right. or you, he can get tangled in fans or whatever and go flying across the screen, <laughs> or he can use his head and attach to hooks and whatnot, and he can, um, you know, there's um, what was it those like glass bubbles or whatever right, like, yeah, when you're yeah. in the water stages. Like, there's just a bunch of stuff to this game. It, a, a lot of it isn't really repeated. It, it just like he keeps integrating new things right. uh, over the course of the gameplay, and um, that's really cool, because they could have just made it a platformer where you just jump around and stuff, and oh, maybe you hook yourself onto things once in a while, but they were really uh, they were really, really throwing things at the wall, and honestly, I don't know they, I don't know if they were using glue or what, but it really, <laughs> it really stuck. So uh, Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I was going to say that, but you did a very good job explaining that, because... So, so I was trying to say, even though the design of the game is pretty simple, the actual the actual level design, level design, and the enemies themselves, like, like I thought at least, like, oh, like I thought at least like a very very creative. So I'm kind of glad you felt they the like same threw way. a slice of ham at the wall and it stuck. Yeah, most of it did. Uh, there were some parts that I didn't like that much, but um, oh, I didn't like playing this game at all. <laughs> but um, everything else, it was nice. Yeah. Uh, the graphics for this game are really impressive uh, because, again, it kind of features that whole like, uh, like, like far out, like, uh, like very crazy, wacky theme that they're going with here, like at the game. Uh, really, like, really, are, so I really like good use of colors. Yeah, like, like the first thing you do is like launch a cow into space, <laughs> and you have to do it. <laughs> like, it's not a side thing; it's literally something you have to do. It's like, what the heck? 
<laughs> Cal has to come back in the sequel too, by the way. <laughs> that sounds about right. Uh, yeah, I mean, like you know, um, um, you know, like uh, I've actually minded. I, I've actually, I've actually like minded. Uh, I've actually like minded a lot uh, of the um, uh, like like another game that we played recently. Um, uh, uh, the game that we had a Shinto on for, uh, like um, Clay Fighter. Yeah, yeah, because the. Yeah, because the graphics are very, very unique and very fitting for the game. Uh, you know, like, good choice of colors. Uh, the images... So the images like, very, like, you know, like, bright, eye-popping, uh, vivid. Um, like, some nice, like, pseudo, like, pseudo, like, uh, uh, 3D slash scoring effects in most of the stages. Um, yeah, it's very impressive. Like, I mean, graphically, this game is gorgeous, I think. It's gorgeous very well today. Yeah. So most of the games, the platformer, uh, like every now and then, however, there are some racing levels. Uh, we have to do it's uh, like the game as a like they put you in the, behind the set behind the perspective like a gym. Um, you have to direct him on his rocket, and you're in a kind of a race against somebody else. Uh, it's a, uh, 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 like tube-like structure. And in like most games, there's a definite reward. Uh, the reward uh, a slash uh, penalty, uh, depending upon how well you do in that st- stage. Because if you win, you get to go to the next level immediately, whereas you lose, they have to do a boss fight. Yeah, um, honestly, this was uh, pretty creative too, because it wasn't. Yeah. It's not just Jim flying through space or whatever. Like he sit, he's sitting on this like rocket or missile or whatever it is, yeah. going through space, and it's um, it's really interesting. It kind of the way that you move around the tube. Um, you can only you can only go uh, like um, half circle. You can't mm-hmm. like go no. full circle around it. But uh, it kind of reminds me of Tempest for some reason. Oh, it's yeah, kind of sure. got yeah. that like kind of setup. Um, and you're yeah, it, it's interesting because you're dodging asteroids, but you're also racing to the end. Uh, you're collecting bubbles and you're collecting things that that uh, kind of like a turbo charge or something that that boosts your speed for a little bit. Once you activate it, and uh, yeah, I, yeah, you should make sure that you win the race because if you lose the race, you have to fight the guy at the end, and that's annoying. <laughs> it definitely encourages you to get good at the race. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not really a thing that comes up often, though. I, uh, sure, I, yeah, I think yeah. you only do it like four times, maybe. Right. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, so it, they, it's, it's also like. It's not one of those things where it's like, oh, we made a really cool thing. We're going to put it in like every level now or something. <laughs> They're just like, no, we're just going to sprinkle it in, you know, put put in some for good measure, but not, you know, um, rely too heavily on that, which is nice. Right. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, there's some other, uh, 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 there's some also like, like pretty cool variations in gameplay that also occur um, uh, but you go on, play to go on with the game. I'm not sure how much. Um, I'm not sure how many of these that you saw, George, because I did, I did finish the game. I'm not sure you did, but... Um, I didn't, but I, I saw the whole game. Uh, there's a bungee jumping uh, stage that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, you have to... Um, it's it's really interesting because it's not like a health system. It's mm-hmm, like yeah. um, like how, how strong your 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 cable or whatever is. Right. You're you're fighting this other guy, and that was, that was really interesting. I think that was only like one level. Yes, yeah. Which is interesting, yeah. but like, yeah, this... Just, just bungee jumping thing where you're trying to like break the other guy's cord or whatever, so he falls in, 
gets attacked by what, they were like some kind of piranha monsters or something in the yeah. water mm-hmm. something like yeah, that yeah, yeah. Uh, there's also an underwater maze that you have to navigate uh, uh, they navigate one point in the game uh, that has a time limit something in the game that has a time limit with it um, so uh, yeah the maze is the maze is a little bit aggravating but still like uh, uh, still like um, but it's pretty cool. It's in here. Like I said, like I said, the developers definitely did. The, uh, the developers definitely, definitely did try to like spice spice the game up by adding uh, uh, stuff by adding different stages and variations to the gameplay, like and whatnot. Um, yeah. And there's also there's also uh, there's also a ton of humor used in this game. Uh, there's uh, there's many puns. Many stage names like are punny. Uh, there's the uh, the fishbowl boss where you just yeah. knock him over. Yep. Uh, there's, a, <laughs> uh, there's also the, yeah uh, uh, the boss names for example you have like Psy Cow, Queen Slug for a Butt, uh, uh, Evil the Cat, Bob yeah. the Cure, Bob the Cure Goldfish, uh, Major Marcus, and Professor Monkey for a Head. <laughs> uh, you also have Ch- Chuck who's a junkyard man uh, and. I hated that guy. Um, um, and Doctor Dudum, uh, who's a uh, organism alien. So, um, and you, so, and your objective in the game is to rescue. A, your objective of the game is to rescue a princess, uh, who's just uh, who again, who again is very humanly called. Just uh, the name of the game is just like you know, like, what's her name? <laughs> right, right. Uh, and the ending's like pretty funny too. Did you see the ending? Yes, I did. The yeah. cow lands on her <laughs> and like kills her or whatever. Yeah, because she's, uh, uh, yeah, because like you go through a trouble to save her and she's not very appreciative of being saved. And then like you know, in a fitting act of karma, the cow you launches for the, the cow you launches out of the game like comes flying with the, comes flying out nowhere on the screen and splats her. <laughs> what, like a one in billion shot. <laughs> uh, it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, uh, so the humor aspects of this game are uh, really also help make it stand out. I think like the uh, uh, like a typical um, uh, uh, typical platform game this time period. Yeah. Uh, the music also is very very special. I was yeah I was gonna I was gonna say the um, like when you first boot this up and you you start the first level, like it's definitely it's definitely got you like mm-hmm. straight away from like the first few notes. It's well, got it? a nice, it's got a nice sound to it, and it, it's definitely fitting. Mm. It's not super weird, but it's also not like it, it's it's fitting in this kind of setting. But it's also weird enough to uh, be this uh, this game's music. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, there's a reason why the music though is like it's so good. It's like, do you know who the composer was? Who? Uh, uh, like it was the famous uh, Tommy Taurico. Oh, okay, yeah, yep. that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. So. Yep. Uh, he was not credited with this game originally. He uh, originally, when the game was published, somebody else was given uh, um, uh, credit music for some kind of like legal reason. Uh, Tommy said, but uh, but he's able to say now publicly that yeah, he's the one who did the music for the game. So, but uh, awesome. Yeah, the music's great. Uh, it's definitely like you know, it's like a very very good soundtrack, very fitting for the game. So, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Tommy. Yeah, Tommy over the years has done some like really massive, uh, 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 massive music, uh, uh, music, uh, like music like for different games, and this one's definitely like one of like better efforts, I think. Uh, like it's a very very good soundtrack. Yeah. 
So, uh, because of all this, like, different stuff, like, it's like, you know, this, uh, uh, this, uh, this, like, funky gameplay, great graphics, good music, uh, uh, like, when the game came out, um, uh, the game, yeah, the game sold it, so the game sold and we see very, very well. Uh, just to give you some, uh, um, like, a quick, like, quick sampling, like, of ideas, uh, like, of some, like, reviews here, uh, uh, EGM gave it the best Genesis game of, like, of the year, uh, GamePro gave it a perfect score, a, a, a perfect score, uh, and the, um, uh, and the, and the Famicom, uh, Japanese magazine gave, like, gave the game by 3 out of 40 points. So, like, very, very, like, good scores and reviews for both Genesis, like, both, like, both Genesis and Genesis, like, the Super NES, uh, uh dev versions of the game. Um, Nintendo Power did a top 200 game list several years ago, and Earthworm Jim came in actually as 114th best game, uh, like for NES, uh, sorry, like for Nintendo System period. So, like, pretty good, like, they're, like, across the board. Um, so, the, like, so the graphics are, like, the graphics are, I, I, I forgot to mention this earlier, the graphics are, the graphics are hand-drawn. Uh, they were scanned in Super NES from probably an Amiga, because Amiga was probably a very popular system to use during this time period. Uh, to do a lot of like console, like console work, so it definitely shows. Uh, so like you know that that kind of beautiful hand hand drawn fluid animation was one of the things that definitely got praised by the reviewers. Um, you know as well as some of the gameplay elements, like yeah, like we've seen before. The fact you're doing like different things in this game, you know, that, it's like not just like a uh, a typical um, a typical way um, platformer game as far as the gameplay, but you know, as far as the gameplay and stuff goes. Um, the long levels, we didn't mention that. The levels are pretty long. Uh, George may find that a little frustrating at that point, but the levels, the levels have some meat to them at least, which is, like, good, I think. Um, so the levels, the humor, uh, you know, the animations, the music, all that stuff got praised. Uh, uh, people who, you know, people who, like, were doing the game back then. So, uh, yeah, definitely. So that's, like, that's why I got, uh, so that's why I got a sequel. Um, they did try, uh, George mentioned, George mentioned this earlier, there was an effort made to, to make some other games in the franchise later on, uh, later on in the years. Uh, there was Earthworm Jim 3D for, um, sorry, Earthworm Jim 3D for the 64 PC, and also Earthworm Jim Menace 2, the Galaxy, uh, like the Game Boy Color. Those both came out in 1999. Uh, however, Shiny was not involved with making those two games, and neither one of them, like, really, like, did very well. The reviews of those games, like, are pretty negative. Um, there was a game, uh, there was a game, curiously enough, George, I didn't know this, uh, I, 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 didn't, I didn't know this until I was doing research on the game, uh, Earthworm Jim for the PSP, uh, was actually, like, planned for 2007, uh, but that game got cancelled, and, and also, Really? Yep, yeah, so. Wow. So, and also, uh, and, and also, and also the game did spin off other, like, other, uh, 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 like other like uh, products. Uh, uh, so so Playmates was successful at being able to do other stuff like this like this in the first place they wanted to. There was a comic book series. Uh, there were action figures. Uh, there was also like a cartoon. Uh, so uh, like so all in all, uh, you know they were able to. So the, like so all, uh, you know they were able to to, uh, to have some other success for this success outside the game, which is what they they wanted to do like in the first place. So that's pretty cool. Uh, so there are a bunch of uh, cheat codes and also um, uh, going on this game. Actually, 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 there's a ton of cheat codes in this game. Uh, 
probably more so than I had seen in had seen in a long time. Um, these most of these codes can be like at any point in the game. You just have to like pause the game and put the codes in. They're codes. They're codes. So they're codes that you do ammo refill, bring up the debug menu, extra continues, extra lives. Um, two versions. Two versions of extra life. Uh, a code. Uh, uh, one, one. One gives you one life at a time. The other one gives you infinite lives. Uh, infinite energy refill was level skip. Nick Jones Cole, the one of the developers, which caused the game to reset on you, so use that one. Oh, great. <laughs> April Fools. Uh, one time only extra continue code, uh, one time per stage energy refill, and apply the power up uh, code. So, like, plenty of codes. Huh. Um, the Japanese version of the game had even more codes on it. <laughs> really? Uh, so, it's also, so it's also a way of, so it's a, like there's also code you can use to like you know like to, 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 there's also code you can use to work around the various stages in the game, uh, and also this is curious enough there's also a there's also a so-called strange death slash slash glitch uh, uh, glitch death uh, 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 code in the game. Uh, basically, how this works is that uh, certain games this is true for games nowadays, but, but uh, nowadays too, but especially for like games like back then. Um, if the game was tricked in such a way that the that the user the user that the, that the user did something the game wasn't that wasn't expecting it wasn't handling, uh, it can cause weird things to happen in the game because the game program doesn't know how to re- because the game program doesn't know how to respond to it. Uh, most of that time, that's certainly most of that time that stuff's found before it gets released. A few times though, it's left in by accident uh, because those can cause the game to crash or whatnot. A famous example of this is The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, where they had a contest, a contest in Nintendo Power, that that you really, oh, uh, yeah. uh, that the grand prize winner could have a name, like a name appear in the game, and it was found out later on that how Nintendo got around one of these, one of these, one of these game crashing bugs, uh, because it's possible in the game to uh, the game if you have Link rush a certain number of screens and do certain actions. If you use the game code enough, that the game dumps you, dumps you, dumps you, that the game, the game, the game, the game code gets confused and dumps you to a hidden room. And a hidden room has the, uh, hidden room has the name of the person that won the contest. So it reminds me of that um, story that someone recently came out with the, um, what was it, Sonic 3D Blast or whatever, the Genesis mm-hmm. game where uh, the developers, what they did was Sega wouldn't accept the game if it. Um, crashed or whatever right so what they did was every time it crashed it would just bring you to a level selection screen oh but okay just so happened that um when you like bang the console or whatever it would crash the game so uh it would if you just bang your console or whatever it would just bring you to a level select <laughs> it was it's great uh there's um the developer um has a video uh explaining the whole thing it's it's really cool Actually, very good um, YouTube channel. Right. I forget what it's called. I apologize, but um, some awesome stuff. They talk about how they did uh, the Toy Story game and everything. Okay. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Because uh, Toy Story had some really awesome visuals. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, Toy Story is yeah. gorgeous. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. So definitely interesting thing. So anyway, the reason the reason the reason, like the reason I'm talking about this like it's possible like like it's possible to be able to do the same thing in this game too. Uh, um, uh, it, it's a little bit complicated, so I'll just like pare it down to like very basic details. Basically, what happens? Like, basically, what happens? Like, uh, like that. 
you finish one of the stages in critical health, you actually, you actually, it's possible, it's possible to actually take so much damage that it actually kills Jim, but the game goes on the next stage before that death for Jim can register. So when we start the next stage, Jim will just suddenly die, like for no reason it looks like. Uh, because it, so because the, because that should have happened last stage, but the game didn't have a chance to calculate it correctly. Oh no, it reminds me of Saga Frontier when I came across that bug. <laughs> I was like, I've heard you like a similar bug. I, I didn't didn't know that. Uh, there, there, it's really weird. I, uh, I probably talked about it on PlayStation Power. I'm, yeah, I'm, hundred percent sure I told you about this, but yeah, you like, probably did. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I lost, I lost all my health, but for some reason it let me play. But every time I went into a battle, it would just crash the game. Oh. And the only way to progress was to go into a set battle, so I had to start the game over again. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was at the beginning though, but yeah, interesting yeah. stuff. Hmm, yeah. Yep, yep, just goes to show that, you know, like back then as is now, it's, it, um, it can be very difficult to uh, debug a game 100% and be, uh, um, you know, be able to figure out everything, everything possible calculation that may cause the game to crash or act funny, so. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but uh, anyway, so yeah, uh, so, so overall, so overall, this platform game, uh, this is definitely original. This is, uh, 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 this is like a pretty like unique, charming game. I think. Uh, um, so, so even like nowadays, I think the game still holds up like pretty well as far as platforming goes. I mean, I mean, there's some BS platforming stuff that we, uh, you know, the modern games really don't tolerate, tolerate very much, uh, very much, eventually uh, more than our games 2018, but. Um, overall, I didn't get too frustrated to play this, uh, uh, playing this game. I, I thought the difficulty level was pretty good, um, scaled up like pretty well. Uh, Jim handles Jim handles like well enough. Uh, yeah. I, um, I really didn't feel there were too many like cheap deaths. You know, maybe like a few times. Some of the bosses I think are like pretty unfair, but um, so you know the graphics, the graphics, the graphics are still gorgeous. The music, the. Uh, yeah, the music's still very good. If you're, yeah, if you're a fan of platform games. Uh, this game's definitely like a, uh, and you, and, and you never play this for, you never play this for reason. This game's definitely like one to check out. I hate to break uh, it to you, I don't, <laughs> I don't like platformers. I know you don't, but overall, <laughs> but overall, George, you did say quite a bit of, uh, yeah. But overall, having said that, like you did say quite a bit about this game that you liked. So I mean, I, like, so I'm glad to see that you had some, had some positive things to say about the. You leave overall game. So. I like watching it, but I don't like playing it. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, that's that's certainly fair. <laughs> Better um, be. Do you think this game is more or less frustrating to you to compare to some of the platformers that you played over the years? I, uh, probably more because there's more you have to do in this game compared to yep, yep. other ones where, mm-hmm. you know, usually usually other ones are just jumping and maybe they have some slight other things like jump pads or whatever but this game relies on a bunch of stuff and that's not bad but it's certainly bad for me so. mm. but it's really cool to see all this creativity that they uh, put into this game so that's, oh, yeah, that's nice yeah 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 because definitely this game definitely has a lot more going like going like going on uh than your typical platformer of the day i mean I mean, some of the stuff you have to scratch on the surface to be able to find, but there's like different ways to be able to get through certain puzzles and enemies and whatnot, or, or like or challenges or challenges to be able to do correctly, uh, correctly. So, so there's definitely some good like replay value of this game. Also, I think, uh, like I think, like I think because of those because of those reasons. Yeah. 
just as you go through the game, like, trying to get better at, like, certain things, like, whatnot. So, um, but yeah, a fun game. I certainly can see, like, why, you know, I certainly can see why anybody who's a huge fan of platformers, like, a platformer, like, a platformer, like, like, think, like, very fondly, like, this game, uh, um, uh, like, a sequel. And, you know, I said, you know, I said about the non-shiny developed games, the better. <laughs> sure. But, um, so, eBay pricing was pretty was pretty uh reasonable i think i i I think considering how popular this game is still because uh you know like i said this game you know you you know this game sold very well so there's a lot of copies out there but uh, they got there but also like on your but also has like uh, 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 it also has like a very huge uh, fan base so uh demand for this game is pretty good 59 copies of the game are currently listed are currently listed on ebay 106 copies of the game are recently sold uh, prices are high because of that, but I wouldn't say they're like crazy high. Um, these prices include shipping. Cart only, uh, cart only games sold anywhere uh, recently from fourteen dollars to fourteen dollars twenty five cents to forty three dollars. So that's, I mean, that's a decently big gap, but mm, that's yeah. not bad. No, it's not horrible. Uh, no. CIB has a, a CIB has an even like bigger gap. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Uh, the, the cheapest copies that kind of like beat up uh, raggy a little bit with $51 uh, whereas the most expensive pristine complete like new everything including uh, flame included um, you know like uh, like um, you know like including the poster and the mailing card uh, for registration and whatnot was $116.70 oh jeez so um, so yeah CIB Pricier, but not crazy. I'd say. I mean, like you know, you're still talking your reasonable, you know, reasonable prices. I think. Uh, on as far as the game goes. Any sealed um, copies being sold or sold no, before? Uh, nine time recently. Uh, if there was a sealed copy, uh, um, uh, I'm sure. Uh, I'm probably sure a sealed copy has sold has sold has sold has sold, has sold some point in EB's if any EB's passed. Yeah, I'd probably, yeah. um, I'd probably say. I'd probably, so I probably say. I'd probably say around two hundred dollars. Probably yeah, I would, uh, I would say so too. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's, 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 if you're a fan of platformer, fifteen dollars is not a crazy, you know, crazy amount, crazy amount to pay for this game. No. So, um, I, I, and also, like, and also, like I said, there's a lot of, um, there's also a lot of people, so there's a, um, there's also a lot of people who are selling this game and the sequel together, like in a bundle. So that's in a bundle for a pretty good price. Also, so you can also get some additional savings that way too if you want to. So. Right. Um, but anyway, yeah, um, pretty good platformer game. Um, you know, I like platformers. I'm not as much of a, so I'm not as much a platformer fan fan now as I was back then. I think if I played this game uh, as a, 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 a back when it came out as a teenager, I probably would have gotten like, a lot of like fun out of it. So, um, the, uh, the tongue-in-cheek humor uh, and the weirdness of the game definitely uh, definitely makes it stand out from any other kind of platformer game like this time period. Um, but like I said, I think even nowadays the game, most of the game holds up pretty well today. So it's like definitely like a very interesting game uh, uh, to play. And at least George, at least George, like agree with me on this that the game is still very visually pleasing to look at, and the soundtrack is still like amazing. Yeah. So. Anyway, that's gonna wrap up this episode here. Uh, as always, we thank you very much for taking the time to listen to us. Uh, um, and we, and, 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 you mentioned before this game was a Patreon pick. If you'd like to check out our Patreon, uh, play me, a Patreon like me do so at the www.patreon.com, uh, slash SNES podcast. We'd like to give a shout out to this time, 
to uh, to Chad, the person who was the one who suggested the game for us in the first place. Like, and also, uh, like, and also a um, oh shoot, you have to cut this out, George. I I, I didn't have his name. <laughs> did, did not have his name handy. Hold on a second. That's why we make notes. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I, I I thought I had it up. Uh, Richard. Uh, so many th- so many thanks to you for backing uh for backing us. Uh, backers back to the podcast can receive benefits such as like early access, uh, being able to dictate the game for us to play, uh, uh, and also some other like you know like cool things as well. So please check us out there, uh, like over there to uh, t- to do some of those benefits. We're a proud member of both the Throwback Network and Virtual Junkies. We can find a whole bunch of other, like uh, a whole bunch of other, like great ritual themed uh, podcasts. And George and again, George and I, again, we're bringing it to the podcast. I mean, George and I were talking about like off mic. Like Mike earlier, there have been a bunch of new podcasts recently. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, and we haven't we we haven't been paying attention to the the whole scene, so it's like, no! oh, holy crap! <laughs> uh, yeah, I am behind in podcasts big time because of various reasons. Oh yes. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, there are a bunch of other like, uh, yeah, there are a bunch of whole bunch of other like retro themed podcasts that have, podcasts that have, podcasts that have, podcasts that have come out. Um, I did not know there was a Super NES podcast out there. Uh, that apparently has been out there for more than a year at this point. Yeah. Uh, so they're called the... So they're called the uh, Super Nintendo Exploration Squad. Um, uh, which you can also find... Uh, the best way to find these podcasts, by the way, is to go to the website that uh, 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 Shindo maintains. Uh, game by Game... Uh, which is uh, a Game by Game podcast site, uh, site which you can find at GameByGamePodcast.com. Uh, like friendly plug there. Lots of great podcasts with us down there, including their websites, RSS feeds, email, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, he um, does a really good job with all of that. Yeah, definitely. So and uh, if you know if you're doing a podcast and it's not on the list or it's on the list but it's missing a couple of things, just uh, email him up and he'll add that stuff. Um, uh, I had to email him about uh, I think maybe email or mm-hmm, something yep. else uh, to let him know that hey. Uh, this isn't on there, and you know, as soon as he could, he'd be updated everything. Yep, so. yep, definitely. Yep. Uh, and he was looking for ideas. There's also there's also there's also connected there's also a connected a connected sister page called NoGameByGamePodcast.com. <laughs> yes, which we can go through for other like like, like things that don't have uh, podcasts, but uh, yeah. So recent like recent podcasts, Saturn now has two podcasts out there for it. I need to uh, listen to that. Uh, the um, there there is the uh, there is um, there was supposed to be a new Geo Pocket uh, Pocket Pocket podcast, but the guy posted on Facebook last month saying this, uh, saying real life real life had reared or had roots ugly head. He's probably gonna have to give that up uh, like right now. So that's a shame. Uh, maybe some point that'll come out. I think that's like I think that's like one of the cheaper things you could buy. Mm-hmm. The it, Neo it Geo Pocket. It used to be. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how cheap it is now. I remember, like, I remember back in the day. Uh, um, well, still to this day, nobody still talks about it, which yeah. is a shame. Well, I remember. Well, I remember back in the day. I almost uh, the price was great. I, I almost bought one. Uh, uh, GameStop was GameStop was selling a blowout bundle of the system and six games for like twenty bucks. Hmm. And I can, wow. Um, so so the Switch has a podcast. The, uh, the N64 has two, used to be three podcasts. One of them yeah. recently disappeared for some reason. We don't know why. Uh, it's very strange. So, 
there's also uh, there's also now Game Boy podcast, a turbo a TurboGrafx podcast, which I can, uh, which one of uh, which one of the podcast uh, podcast on here I have listened to already, and it's a great podcast. Definitely worth checking out. Um, and the PCs and the PC like the PCs now like four podcasts uh, that talk about like various aspects like aspects of PC gaming like over the years. Um, and there's also there's also like two Lynx podcasts as well. So. I see. On. There's a PlayStation podcast on there. Yes, it's yes, the, yes. The other podcast, but the other podcast, the podcast that George and I do together, uh, PlayStation Power. Uh, yeah. Uh, they would cover PS One, PS Two, and PSP games. Just, yeah. just, just as a warning, that one's not. Too, just as a warning, that one's not that kind of friendly. <laughs> and or is it? And so I also see on here another. And so I also see on here another podcast that you do, George. Oh yeah, is that the one where we talk about goats? <laughs> oh wait, no, that's my secret podcast. Um, are you talking about Master System masterpieces? Yes, sir. All right, yeah, Master System masterpieces, where we cover games on the Master System, and maybe the right. Game Gear at some point. We'll yeah, I, we yeah, you we probably been bringing bringing this up for like over a year now, and we still haven't done it. Wasn't there a? <laughs> wasn't there? A, wasn't there a passive device that you could play uh, Game Gear games on your Master System? Other way around. Master System games on the Game Gear. Ah, okay, alright, yeah, that's... Yes, you can mod your Master System and play Game Gear games, but you have really? to mod it. Yeah. Ah, that's pretty cool. Um, but uh, the Retron 5, I believe, now you can play Game Gear games, but you have to get the adapter. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 that makes sense. So. But that's cool, because I actually have a bunch of Game Gear games in my Game Gear I still need to fix. The capacitors. Yeah, I've yeah I have a little bit of history, a little bit of history with, like the Game Gear. Uh, oh really? But, um, well, I never well I never owned one, but I played one quite a right. bit because of like you know like friends, cousins. Uh, like, oh okay. You know, like whatever. Uh, there was a there, there was there, there was a dentist office. Uh, uh, as a kid when I had my braces my braces like being done, they had one in the, they had they had an available at the window room like for like, kids to play. So like really cool. yeah. So. Wow. But uh, yeah, like the Game Boy, a lot of the games on the Game Gear are watered down, are watered down console ports. But there are some like, uh, you know, but there are some like very original, original fun games on there too. So, um, I you know, uh, I went to a special dentist when I was much younger, and uh, they had a Neo Geo cabinet. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, Neo Geos are still fun to play today. Yeah. But uh, yeah, 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 yeah. This cabinet stuck around for a long time. I think. Um, you know, I, I, I was, you know, I was still seeing them, seeing them in places like uh, uh, laundromats and, and, and hotel lobbies. That, uh, you went to recently. Really, laundromats? Yeah. I just see beat up. Uh, uh, was the Galaga, Ms. Pac-Man machines? Oh yeah, multi-cades. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, but, uh, but uh, yeah. Anyway, so, uh, <laughs> um, uh, so. Uh, so, uh, like, so as always, we appreciate you, um, you know, checking out the, you know, checking out these hosting sites and like, um, you know, like lots of like, so lots of like, you know, like great podcasts they can find on there also. Uh, we are available on Facebook, Facebook. If you'd like to like, comment, or subscribe, or whatever. Um, uh, our good buddy Liam just posted today, as a matter of fact, a like review for Legend of Zelda: The Link to the Past, which is very, very. I cool. saw that. So yeah, uh, I love that game. It's my favorite Zelda game of all time, still. So. Uh, we, we will have we will have Ferg we will have Ferg, Ferg on here eventually to talk about the 
she's gonna cover that game, so don't worry. Oh uh, boy. It, it, it is. So it is gonna happen eventually. Just, that means I game. have to actually play a Zelda game that isn't Zelda 2. <laughs> I like Zelda 2, but Zelda 2 is an outlier. It, it doesn't really have too much. That's like the only one I really played. Mm, yeah. No, but yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as the as far as the, yeah as far as the three weird NES sequels, uh, Zelda 2, Mario 2, and Castlevania 2. Zelda 2 is my uh, Zelda 2 is my favorite. Uh, um, I don't love it as much as the other games, but they're like pretty that good game. So, but. Huh. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, um, you can also you can also send me an email if you want to directly. Uh, the email is the SNES Podcast dot com, um, and we also like we're also available like on iTunes. We can check it. We can get all the episodes easily, and also give us a review if you're so inclined. George, if they're so inclined, how can they contact you? Oh boy. Well, uh, if you ever heard of the Twitters, the Twitter machine, <laughs> the, the tweet tweet schedule ed. Uh, what am I saying? Um, I'm on Twitter if you're interested uh, at Mr. Chief at M-I-S-T-U-R-C-H-E-F that's probably about it okay then um, okay then and finally uh, it's George's pick next time uh, so what game are we covering next time for this podcast George oh boy we're covering uh, Robotrek uh, one of my draft picks actually yes it's a very strange uh, uh, RPG developed by Quintet and published by Enix uh, which has actually, 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 if I remember, actually, if I remember correctly, it has some Pokemon elements to it. I think it's like you're throwing a robot. Kind of. Yeah. yeah so. We'll get into it when we right. cover that game. Yeah, I, yeah. I remember yeah. playing the game a little bit uh, a while back, and uh, a while back, it didn't make a big impression on me, despite the developer. So, uh, but I will go back and play it again and give it a second look uh, because they. Uh, Maybe you're well, missing something. I don't know. Possibly. I'll uh, fill you in on a few things and maybe you didn't notice. I don't know. Sure. Yeah, definitely. So. Alrighty then. Well, as always, we always appreciate your support. Uh, thank you again very much for listening to the podcast and we'll catch you again next time. Um, and in the meantime, uh, be, be nice to our forums. You never know when one's going to get mutant powers and save the world. So, just say. Stay groovy. <laughs> I take care, everybody. Nintendo controls 80% of the video market. But no matter how you play the game, or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Deep power.